frantic times. Another podcast of the best of Frantic Times. Correct. We are the Frantics. Paul Chattel's here. And Peter Wildman is on the other mic. I'm, that, that, that'd be me. <laughs> and uh, we're missing our colleagues Dan Redican and uh, Rick Green. That's right. We are the Frantics. We're the Frantics. We're the Frantics. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Frantic Show. Um, Always liked that song. That was I funny. did too. I Pretty goofy. We, Peter, I guess, wrote that back in the cable Frantic Cables days. <laughs> yes, it was one of my earlier efforts. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, to promote ourselves, we went to um, Scarborough Cable and borrowed their equipment and desperately recorded our sketches and put them on too. Yes, but you had a history with them with changed true, channels. True. Correct. You and Rick yep. were hanging out there way before the Frantics. That's right. I, I, but the all that work that we did trying to record those sketches never really mounted to anything. No, it didn't. But then again, community cable, you're not going to get any money anyways, <laughs> are you? Right. Right. It was fun to do. It was part of it our was. training. You know what's fun to do? Um, would it be podcasts from the 1980s? It would indeed. And here's Whoa. a sketch that we'd like to play for you now. Um, okay, are you ready to record here, Newton? Mm, yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right, I'll get the Kleenex out of your nose, Newton. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, now tapes rolling and recording. Ready when you are. Okay, Newton? Uh, okay. <laughs> Go to it. Testing, testing. <laughs> This Sunday, it's December. No, <clears throat> this Sunday. <clears throat> this Sunday, it's the Summer Winter Bowl National Drag Racing Championships at Kaluna Drag Strip. There'll be Hemi Semi Solid Fuelers and Demi Hemi Fuel Infected Bunny Cars and top rated AA Eliminator Stock Nitro Charge Vans going up against pro modified jet powered Hemi Dual Supercharged who has with over $18,000 in super bonafide prize money. You'll see 300 cars, 300 drivers, and 250 engines battling right down to the wire on the quarter mile solid oak strip. Don't miss the wheel standing, crank busting, face mangling action as Miss Drag Queen Arnold Axel Smoke opens the drag racing at 8.30. Gates open at midnight. So be there for the most powerful dose of drag racing since last week. That's Sunday at Kalimba! Okay, that's is, good. Is that okay? That's good, Ned. I am speaking to you from the future. Five seconds in the future. There, you've caught up. You're listening to the best of the Frantics on Frantic Time. I'm Lake Worth, owner, editorialist at large, and here's what I think. Somebody should ban Brooke Shields. I've had it up to here, watching her stare out from under those massive eyebrows of hers, telling the world she doesn't smoke or drink. Well, whoop-dee-doo. She doesn't act, either. So, do I get equal time to go on TV and say I do smoke and drink? Hell, as long as I'm doing ads for vices, I could tell how much I like to watch Love Boat in my underwear. But will I get airtime? Course not, toad brain! I don't mind warning kids about the dangers of smokes and booze, but why pick babbling Brooke to do it? One moment she's saying it's not cool to be pressured into stuff you aren't ready for, then the next ad she's wearing jeans that would ruin her if they talked. My 
daughter wants a pair of those jeans so she can be ruined too. I told her not until you smoke and drink. Rip <laughs> Shields talking against high pressure advertising is like, like, like Bill Cosby saying sugar is dangerous. Listen up, Brooke Shields, because Lake Worth Honer's calling you a hypocrite. You advertise virtue after Blue Lagoon and Pretty Baby. Next, we'll see Bruno Gerussi advertising anti-acid. And remember, pluck your eyebrows. Chewbacca has less hair in his face than you do. I'm sorry, but I'm Lake Worth Honer, and that's what I think. So this is the one that started it all for yep. Boot to the Head. This one really made us popular. Was it the first Boot to the Head sketch? Yes, it was. Taekwon Leap came later. And where? And do you remember where Boot to the Head came from? Because did we say it as kids growing up, shut up or I'll boot you in the head? I have no idea where it came from, but that became our first signature thing, Boot yeah. to the Head. Yeah. And radio shows picked up on it. And the announcer would go, okay, city councilor Betsy Smith, we're going to give you a boot to the head. And then they would have a sound effect and that we should have That was made Rick money. and I. We went to Q107 with that. Oh, did you? Yes. But it, it, it went all over North America. Well, God bless them. That's right. We, made it, we didn't make a cent off that. So this is called Last Will and Testament. And it's the first boot to the head sketch. Eh, let's listen. As the executor of Mr. Muldoon's estate, I have been empowered to read Mr. Muldoon's last will and testament. Well, get on with it. The bar's open soon. <laughs> oh, poor dear Arthur. Ah! Oh, there, there, Jenny. God, how predictably boring. I never work for a kinder man. If we are all seated, I shall proceed with the reading. I knew it. <laughs> I, Arthur Durham Muldoon, being of sound mind and body... That's a laugh. <laughs> ...do hereby divide up my considerable estate as follows. To my overly emotional sister, Jenny... <laughs> Jenny, darling, he's talking about us. ...who grubbed with her husband, Hank, grubbed for everything they could get from me, and then cried crocodile tears when I needed sympathy... To Jenny, I leave a boot to the head. A what? Ow! <laughs> Jenny, are you okay? And another boot to her wimpy husband, Hank. Ow! <laughs> this is an Ah, uh, but still, you are my sister. You have both admired my Rolls Royce, and since I no longer need it... Oh, dear Arthur, he's too kind. I bequeath another boot to the head. What? Ow! <laughs> and one more for the wimp. Next to my alcoholic brother... Hey, I don't want no boot to the head. To dear Hedge, who has never worked a day in his drunken life... I'm covering up my head. I leave my wine cellar and three crates of my finest whiskey. Really? And a boot to the head. Oh! And another for Jenny and the wind. Oh! Oh! Next to my know-it-all nephew, Ralston... This is so predictable. I leave a boot to the head. Oh, I knew it. And one for Jenny and the Wimp. Oh! Oh! This takes care of family obligations. And now to Mrs. Mulroy. Oh, I don't want nothing. Who took care of me faithfully these many, many years. Who cared, made me laugh, brought me tea. Oh, I didn't mind. To Mrs. Mulroy, I bequeath a boot to the head. Oh! And one for Jenny and the Wimp. And so to my cat mittens, I leave my entire vast boot to the head. And finally to my lawyer, who has helped me on this will, I leave not a boot to the head, but a rabid Tasmanian devil to be placed in his trousers. Ugh! 
and, and, and I leave my entire estate of $10 million to the people of Calgary so they can afford to move somewhere decent. Is that it? That's it? That's disgraceful. Yeah, that's okay. There's one last thing for everyone. Cover your heads, everybody. I leave everyone a lifetime supply of ice cream. Ice cream? Ice cream. Ice cream. That's all? That's all. Well, what flavor is it? Boot to the head. (laughs) Paul! Dan! Rick! What about Peter? Oh, we're fine. What? That was a delicious steak, Thelma. Delicious. Thank you, Frank. I'll go get the cake and coffee, Art. So tell me, Art, how's the job hunt going? Well, nobody's hiring. How about you? Same story. You know what the problem is, Art? We're waiting for people to hire us. We should start our own business. Doing what, Frank? Cake coffee. Oh. Oh, the cake looks delicious. Thelma's own recipe. That's it. What's it, Frank? You and Thelma and I can open a cake store. Is there a market for vanilla cherry chocolate cake? Are you kidding, Thelma? We'll be raking it in. You got a ca- calculator, Art? Yeah, one? just in the bedroom. Okay, g- give me the calculator. Okay, now, great. Now, how many people live in the Vancouver area? About a million. Okay, a million. And they all have one birthday a year, right? Yeah. Well, that's a million cakes a year. Wow. And... Uh, and wedding cakes? Wedding cakes, another 100,000. Uh, uh, Christmas cakes, everyone has one of those. Right, another million. That's 2.1 million cakes. Those graduations, bar mitzvahs, get well cakes, okay, parties. Okay, those all in and... Say, 3 million. That means uh, we sell 15,000 cakes a day. Wow. Okay, eight hours in a day, 60 minutes and 60 hours. We sell a cake every two seconds. Wow. Oh, but, but, but I can't make that many cakes. We'll have to hire staff. Yeah. Okay, say they can each make 50 cakes a day. The average guy, okay, 50 into 50,000. 300 chefs we'll need to hire. I'll put an ad in the paper. I'll go raise the bank loan. Well, what are we waiting for? We're going to be rich, Oil. Yeah. All set at your cash registers, Art, Thelma? Sure yep, thing. Yep, 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 yep. Are the chefs ready? You Okay. Now when I open the door, the customers are going to pour in here. One every two seconds. 15,000 a day. It's going to be pandemonium. So brace yourselves for the onslaught. You ready, everybody? Yep. Three, two, one... Hey, Frankie boy, are you sure it's unlocked? It's wide open, Art. Is the cardboard sign in the window? Well, I I put it there myself. It's nine o'clock. Where is everyone? At the office. Oh, don't you see? People shop on their lunch hour. Those 15,000 people a day are going to pour in here in lunch hour. One hour. Let's see, that works out to... Uh, five a second? I'll go hire some more chefs. Well, I'll go get the door widened. Right. (laughs) Okay, people, it's almost noon. Are the chefs ready? Ready! Okay, are the cashiers ready? Ready! Okay, people, we're going to have five customers a second coming in here. Let's not try to get knocked over by the wave of it. It's almost noon. Here we go. Three, two, one. 
I don't see no one. The, uh, the 15,000 people didn't show up. You know what that means. Yeah. We're gonna have 30,000 tomorrow! I'll call Manpower for more staff. All right! <laughs> Two months later... Assistant cashier apprentice is ready? Yes! Second under sous chef's ready? Yes! Assistant string cutters to the cake box tires ready? Yes! Well, that's everyone. <sighs> all right, all right. Okay, here we go. Now, don't panic. State your post. Let's see, we figured this out. It's going to come to about uh, 4,000 people a second. <laughs> all right, here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> Wait, someone's coming. This is it. This is it. Good morning. Oh, good day, sir. Uh, can I interest you in five million cakes? <laughs> No, thank you. I'm Mr. Appleton from the bank. In Vancouver today, the Art Frank and Thelma Cake Company declared bankruptcy, and thousands were thrown out of work. Frank Trust, a spokesman for the company, blamed high interest rates for the company's failure. Meanwhile, automobile manufacturers say low sales are the fault of high interest rates and warn they too may go the way of the Art Frank and Thelma Cake Company. We were touring the um, Holiday Inn circuit. We, we played in between rock and roll acts. Yeah. We became the um, most popular act at the Holiday Inn circuit. In the Ontario. Frantics and Wave. And, yes, and, and you know why? Because people sat down and drank while they Correct. watched us. Correct. That's right. Their criteria was that they drank the most beer Best while receipts. we were while we were on stage. That's why. And then we left when we got the frantic time job. Um, that sounds sexual, doesn't it? Never mind. <laughs> and any anything you add job to sounds <laughs> sexual to me. Anyways. Church job. <laughs> Hand, never mind. Never mind. The FBI are continuing their investigation of the brick that hit the roof of Vice President George Bush's limousine. It has also been revealed that the police have a suspect in custody. All right, you listen, pal. You do yourself a favor and you confess. The judge will go easy on you. Still refuses to talk, eh, Frank? Yeah, hi, Chief. I've been in here 12 hours straight and I still haven't gotten a thing out of this brick. Here, let me try. <laughs> Hello, friend. I'm Chief Carlson. Uh, you must be warm under this bright light, Brick. Frank there, uh, he's a bit of a hothead. Doesn't like bricks. But I'm a nice guy, and I'd hate to see you get hurt. So why don't you be a smart Brick and tell us what we want to know? See, Chief, the same stony silence. There's got to be a conspiracy. Why, why would he stay so quiet? I guess you'll leave me no choice, Brick. Okay, Frank, he's all yours. With pleasure, Chief. All right, Brick, take this. Oh, my hand! Oh, I think I broke my pinky. Assaulting an officer, that wasn't very smart, Brick. Okay, Frank, toss him around. Oh, but my Break pinky, him. Chief, my pinky. Use your other hand, Frank. Right now, I'm yeah. really mad, Brick.
broken half. He's not moving, Chief. I think you killed him, Frank. God, what if he's got friends, Chief, and they want revenge? Oh, my God. The walls! They saw everything! We're surrounded! Ah! Hi, friends. I'm Roland Grit, and welcome to Suicide Watch. Are you thinking of ending it all? Then give me a call. I care. I really do. Suicide Watch is brought to you by Manfred's Beach Bread. The bread that tastes like a picnic with sand, grass, and ants baked right in. Soul in Distress is calling us now. Hello, Suicide Watch. I can't stand it anymore. I'm gonna take these pills. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Hey, let's, let's talk about it. I'm fed up with living. No one takes me seriously. Hey, hey, I take you seriously, honey. Oh, sure, you. You've never seen what I look like. Oh, I see. <laughs> look, just because you're a real Bowser, that's no reason to end it all. I bet you're a lot smarter than some of those long-legged models. Oh, but, but that's just it. I'm beautiful. Incredibly beautiful. And no one takes me seriously. Beautiful? As, as beautiful as Cheryl Teagues? Well, yes, there's a resemblance. Why? We're just trying to get a mental picture of your problem. Oh, listen, I've got a PhD in economics. I've got great business savvy, but all I get offered is jobs as an exotic dancer, Ooh. and my bosses can't keep their hands off me. Can you blame them? Yes, I can blame them. What bar do you work at? If I can't live as an equal person, I don't want to live. Oh, you're not the brunette at the rainbow room, right? Uh, I want people to see me as myself. Well, so do I, so do I. When's your next show? There, there is no next show. I'm taking these pills. No, wait, wait, wait. Wait till after this word from Manfred's. Oh, no. It's raining, Mom. And I was looking forward to a picnic on the beach with sandy sandwiches. Surprise, Billy. Here's Manfred's beach bread. Wow. Bread with sand, grass, and ants baked right in. And what's that fishy flavor with bits of peat in it? That's Manfred's dewworm butter spread. Boy, Mom, you're the greatest. And the price is so reasonable, it's practically free. Manfred's beach bread is fun to chew. It has got that grainy, gritty taste. It's Manfred's dewworm butter spread made just for you. To slap a fishy smile upon your face. It's Manfred. It's good. <laughs> Roland Grit, back again with... What's your name again, dear? Regina. Is that your stage name, darling? No. Don't call me darling. Don't call me sweetheart, honey, poopsie, or any of those other stupid pet names. Hey, no, 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 wait. I'm, I'm not talking down to you, babe. In fact, <laughs> there might be a, a high-paying job for you right here at Suicide Watch. Really? You, you need a business manager? Well, more of a personal manager, you know, oh, yeah? handle accounts and go oh. on press junkets and run the jacuzzi. You pig! <laughs> I'm gonna do it. No, 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 please don't waste your good looks. Oh, don't worry. I won't let you pigs win. I'm gonna get out of stripping and sink my savings into my own investment firm. I'll make my own rules, and you can't stop me. No, wait, wait. No, don't take those pills. I've failed. It's tough to realize sometimes that 
you just can't save them all. Well, that looks like all the time we have for today. I'm Roland Grit, and this has been Suicide Watch, brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's Beach Bread, the only bread that hurts your teeth. Okay, I think this intro is going to be longer than the, the coming up bit. <laughs> do you remember where uh, this first happened? Mrs. Sarnicki? Yes. No. No, neither do I. No. Was it just a voice that Carolyn Scott just pulled out one day at a table read, I guess? No, I, we had the idea, but I think she she added to the craziness. Mrs. Sarnicki! That's God right. Bless her. This, this became one of our favorite um, uh, characters, and to tell you the truth, it became one of the audience favorites. Yes, as you'll hear in this sketch called Mrs. Sarnicki, uh, and then this is uh, involves peanut butter. Is Parker's peanut butter really smoother than the other leading brand? We asked Mrs. Sarnicki to compare. Try this peanut butter, Mrs. Sarnicki. Yuck. Are you trying to kill me with weapons-grade plutonium? It tastes like a muskrat died in this peanut butter. Well, try this peanut butter. Oh, my stars and garters. My pleasure center is overloading. This has more peanut flavor than peanuts themselves. It's Parker's peanut butter. Oh, wash your mouth out with boric acid, you evil fibber. No, Mrs. Sarnicki, see for yourself. Oh, I would serve this brown manna to Doc Severinsen and the NBC Orchestra if they visited. How would you describe the taste of Parker's peanut butter? By gaping dumbfoundedly and making clucking noises. So you'll serve your family Parker's? That's what the creator put us here for. Millions of housewives agree. Parker's peanut butter is the smoothest. May I just hold it in my hands and assume it's aura? Well, here we are, Mary, the snake pit Now, Quinnell, you promised not to make jokes all the time at your parents Yeah, well, you don't know my parents, Mary That's like throwing out your bicycle chain before you join a rumble Please, Quinnell, for me? Okay, Mary Go away! <laughs> it's me, Mom, your son, Quinnell Quinnell, what brings you here? Did you run out of money? Actually, we were, we were looking for a roadside toilet, Mom. It turned out to be the old homestead. Quinnell! <laughs> Quinnell, you promised. I'm sorry, Mary. I, actually, Mom, I, I brought someone very special I'd like you to meet. Ah, you must be Quinnell's new probation officer. No. No, I'm his girlfriend. Girlfriend? Impossible. I forbade Quinnell to date tramps until he reached puberty. <laughs> So, Mother, you're going to invite us into your hovel or just humiliate us on the front porch? No, come in. I can clean again after you leave. I can see where Quinnell got his sense of humor. He's just like you, Mrs. Haggard, always joking. Isn't that cute bow-wow talks? Have a seat at the table, Rover. I'll pour you a bowl of gravy train. Don't strain yourself being the ideal hostess, Mom. Mrs. Haggard, Quinnell and I have some very important news to tell you and Mr. Haggard. Mary, I don't think this is a good idea. Oh, nonsense. I'll get your father. He shouldn't be hard to locate by smell. <laughs> Just check under a damp rock, Mom. No, no, he's in the living room watching the Flintstones. He's big on the educational stuff. 
Hey, scuzz bucket! Drag yourself away from the idiot box and see what your disowned son dragged home. At the commercial. Quinnell, is your family always so mean? Oh, not really. We're putting on company manners just for you, chatty Kathy. Mother, I don't want you to speak to Mary that way. Tough for her to keep up? I'll try using grunts and monosyllables, Pokey. So, Mary, did you meet my son under your favorite street lamp? We met at university, Mrs. Haggard. University? Why, Quinnell, you never told me you graduated from grade two. You were too drunk to ask. I guess it pays to cheat. Not if Dad catches you. Your father couldn't catch his own breath. Man has IQ of a sponge. Ah, I suppose that's why he fell for you, Mom. Quinnell. (laughs) Quinnell, I can't take much more of this. Gladys, give me a beer. Hi, Dad. Oh, look, a talking pig. (laughs) Nice to see your lobotomy scars have scabbed up, Pop. I'd like you to meet my girlfriend, Mary. Nice piece. What does she cost to throw? Quinnell! Quinnell, I have a headache. Oh-oh, sign of things to come, son. Reminds me of you, Gladys. Not really, Dad. Mary has her own teeth. Oh. I'm going to the car, Quinnell. So what was so important? You had to drag me away from the Flintstones. Oh, Susie Homemaker here has an announcement. Yes, yes, I do have an announcement. Quinnell and I are going to get married. He said there was no need for us to get your blessing, but I insisted. It's obvious that you don't care about it, so I'm sorry I even bothered you. Take off your blouse, honey. Oh, oh, yeah. oh goodbye. I'll be in the car, no, Quinnell. Wait, wait, Mary. I'm going to go watch more TV. Send me pics of the wedding night, okay, son? Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks a lot, Mom. You really screwed that up. The girl I love is in the car crying. Just, just thanks for all your help on this oh, one, Now, Mom. wait a bit, Quinnell. You know we were just having our fun. Oh, yeah. I, I really think your gal's a good kid. I, I know we're a total disgrace. And I wouldn't blame you if you don't invite us to the wedding. But I do hope you're happy with Mary. I'm, I'm sure she'll be okay. A real good wife for my son. You really mean that? No! Oh, you had me going for a second. Sucker! See you at the wedding. Don't forget to watch! I will if you will. So part of the problem with being uh, in charge of the music for the Frantics is, uh, and I got to tell this quickly because it's the end of the show and I only have a couple of minutes to do this, is uh, the guy at CBC Radio, he said, boy, this will be great. Great radio series. Get a song a week. And I can play the guitar. And at the time, I know about four or five chords. And that's about it. So we're struggling. And uh, we're making it go. And I'm trying to do all kinds of Dixieland. I'm trying to do blues. I'm trying to sound jazzy. And uh, one day, Paul comes in to the office with a case. And I go, oh, what's that? He said, um, I, I used to play this in high school. And I go, oh, please let it be a bass. Please let it be a small piano. No, it's a frickin' saxophone. <laughs> a saxophone. I play guitar. He has a saxophone. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? Well, as it is, he played it for us. And um, he was a little lacking. God bless him. He tried. His face went red. His cheeks puffed out. But uh, it didn't work. So what do you do? You write a song like this for Paul to play on the saxophone. The only instrument that does not require a mic. Good call. I never knew love till I met you. I never tasted this bliss. I had some romantic conceptions. But nothing prepared me for this. They said when we kissed that the music would play. 
symphony when we're alone But honey, whenever I'm near you I just hear one damn saxophone I heard something honk when you touched me I thought someone somewhere was sick now that I've managed to love you That sax blows a terrible lick I hear it at work I get headaches at night It drowns out your voice on the phone We whisper sweet nothings together And all I hear is one day let me tell you how much I really, really love you. No, I said, let me tell you how much I love you. What? No, I can't. I can't hear you. Say it. Uh, I can't stop the music. It's I was lonely, unloved, and sad. <laughs> then I wouldn't hear that damn saxophone. And there we are, out of time, but never out of comedy. Ladies and gentlemen, the best of frantic times with the frantics it's the end of our podcast thank you very much for listening to it this far don't turn it off yet because it's the closing credits and you don't know what paul's doing and he's already grabbing his nose and doing a variety of things i have no idea so here we go this has been the best of frantic times written and performed by the frantics paul chato rick green dan redican and peter wildman Oh, good. I got three squirts. Special thanks to Maggie Butterfield, Meg Ruffman, and Carolyn Scott. And uh, originally produced at CBC by Dave Milligan Sound Effects with Kathy Perry. She's lovely. Miss you both. Find us at thefrantics.com. I prefer the squirting. The Best of Frantic Times was produced by... That's not an elephant. The Best of Frantic Times was produced by Derek Wellsman. Boot to the head, everybody. <laughs>